and welcome to this special edition of the Great American Mail podcast. Um, as promised, we are going to do the closing that I would do if I were representing Kyle Rittenhouse. Earlier today, we released the first special edition where I uh, did what I would do if I were the prosecutor. If you are just now listening to this podcast and you want the earlier one, that podcast is anywhere you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. Um, I, 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 I'd advise that you listen to that one first and then listen to this one. You're going to see a much different tone and tack taken by me if I were representing the defense. But that's the job of a lawyer. The Great American Mail is a trained lawyer. While I have mainly only ever done uh, civil jury trials, a real trial lawyer can try any case. And I believe that I could do the closing and win the closing if I were representing Kyle Rittenhouse. If you like this broadcast and you want to tune in, the daily podcast covers uh, the daily events of the day and interprets them through the lens of the law, the Constitution, and history. So if you like this uh, podcast and you want to get more, you can find the daily podcast everywhere you get your podcast. So without further ado, if I were representing Kyle Rittenhouse this morning, it would sound something like this. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We've been at this now for a couple of weeks, and we really appreciate the time and effort that you've put into this. We were all there at jury selection, and we trusted each and every one of you would abide by your duty and apply the law, and we believe that today. In a few moments, the judge is going to instruct you as to the elements of murder in Wisconsin. And when he does so, as you well know, he is going to instruct you that a person has the privilege to exercise self-defense if he reasonably believes that his life is in danger. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, that is precisely what happened in this case. Kyle Rittenhouse is an innocent man who went to help, and when he went to help, he found himself unfortunately in a situation where it was either his life or theirs, and he did what any reasonable person would do under those circumstances. Now, the judge is also going to instruct you, and we as Americans know this, that the prosecution has to prove their case beyond a reasonable doubt. So just understand how that works in practical ways. Any moment, at any moment in your deliberations, you come up with a reasonable doubt, your job is done. You needn't proceed further. If in any element of all of this story that the prosecution has tried to weave, you find reasonable doubt, that's it. You come back, you deliver a verdict of not guilty in this case. Now, we believe that reasonable doubt is throughout this case, from beginning to end. There was reasonable doubt when the prosecution rested its case. Let's go through that. Where are all the reasonable doubts in this case? Well, the prosecution has to prove, for example, first and foremost, that Carl Rittenhouse murdered these people, either recklessly or because he didn't really believe that his life was in danger. You heard Kyle. He took the stand. He did the unusual thing of taking the stand, waiving his Fifth Amendment privilege as an American, to look you in the eye and tell you that he feared for his life, and only because of that fear did he exercise his right to defend himself because he honestly believed that he was in danger of losing his life. But before Kyle took the stand, there was reasonable doubt before that. Remember, each and every one of the prosecution's witnesses, the prosecution's witnesses, each and every one of them, they all testified that Kyle Rittenhouse did not harm a single soul. He did not, witness after witness after witness, testified to the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse only used force when he was attacked. And when he was under attack by a skateboard, which we all know is a deadly weapon, and 
with a pistol pointed at him. In each and every case, Kyle Rittenhouse was, was about to be killed when he used force. Now, that's the prosecution's case. Before Mr. Rittenhouse took the stand and told you and looked you in the eye and told you what he reasonably believed. But we believe reasonable doubt exists before then. And it may be something that may not have occurred to you, but it's still reasonable doubt. Consider the prosecution's case. Remember remember how much testimony we heard and talk we heard about how Kyle Rittenhouse crossed state lines, how he didn't live in Kenosha. Ask yourself, if you were the prosecutor and you were attempting to demonstrate that Kyle Rittenhouse has no right to defend himself, why in the world would you be suggesting that he crossed state lines and that he had no connection to Kenosha? You recall, you recall the prosecutor here asking him, isn't it true that you don't live in Kenosha? You consider yourself a member of the community, but you don't live here? And you heard Kyle's answer. My father's from Kenosha. My cousin's from Kenosha. Right? All my friends are in Kenosha. I work in Kenosha. I drive here daily. Right? Ask yourself, if you were a prosecutor and you were trying to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that a citizen of Wisconsin has no right to defend himself, why would you waste the jury's time with things like that? That suggests to me that they are trying to get you to focus on something else. They're trying to get you to focus on crossing state lines or not having a tie to a community when the opposite was the truth. That's reasonable doubt. And the moment you get to reasonable doubt and you have it, you needn't go further. The case is over. Kyle Rittenhouse doesn't need to prove anything, but he did. He took the stand. He looked you in the eye and he told you that he feared for his life. He feared for his safety. And he only exercised his right to defend himself when he absolutely had to. In fact, our expert testified that Kyle Rittenhouse showed tremendous poise. That it not only was self-defense, but he, he thought that he would be able to exercise his right before he did. Ask yourself, would you have brought in this case? Would you have tried to come in here and put up witnesses and talk about things that have nothing to do with the case here if you reasonably believed that Kyle Rittenhouse did not act properly to defend himself? You don't need to ask yourself that, ladies and gentlemen, because the law in Wisconsin and everywhere else in the United States of America is that the prosecution has to prove its case beyond a reasonable doubt. They not only haven't proven it beyond a reasonable doubt, they haven't proved it. And the reason they haven't proved it is because Kyle Rittenhouse acted like anybody else would act if they were in the same situation. He defended himself when he felt that he was in mortal danger. Ladies and gentlemen, we, need, we trust, as we said, we know that you will apply the law. You will listen carefully when the prosecutor comes up and gives his final rebuttal in this case. And you'll retire to the jury room and you'll d deliberate. And we trust that you will come back with a verdict of not guilty. And you will make Kenosha a better place, Wisconsin a better place, and the United States a better place. Because the rule of law will once again have triumphed. Thank you.